This time every Monday we catch up with Christchurch Mayor Leanne Dalzell. Morning Leanne. Good morning John, how are you? I'm, I'm well, really well. Did you have a nice weekend? I did, thank you, yeah. Um, very nice weekend, the weather was alright at times. That was good, yeah, how about you? I went over to Akaroa, it was um, pretty amazing. I went to a garden at Fisherman's Bay, I, I never even knew it existed. Mm. Absolutely glorious and it's online so there's, there's a little weekend away um, day trip. Brilliant, sounds great. Can we talk about the car park in the Arts Precinct uh, sure. on land which has been sold to Wilson's Parking, but I gather the council is well, doing... Well, it's a conditional sale. We, right. we, we have to actually consult on whether it can be sold. Yeah, I was going to ask you that. What's Why are you consulting on it? What's the story there? Well, um, it, it was given to the council as part of the global settlement with the government. Um, the, the, the government bought the land... Uh, as part of the, the Performing Arts Precinct, and it was always designated for a car park. We went out for expressions of interest on the car park and um, looked at the options that came in. In terms of the cost to ratepayers um, and the provision of a, of a service, um, we entered into a conditional sale agreement with Wilson's. That came to council, it was debated in public. Not everyone agreed that we should sell the land. Um, and so we said we'd, we'd go out for public consultation, which we need to do because it is land that is being sold. OK, I know there'll be several questions in that consultation, but what's the overarching question you want the answer to? Uh, should we sell the land to get the car park building that we know that we need because of our um, parking study that we've done in that area? Okay. It's to replace what was there in um, Manchester Street. If you might remember the the car park building that used to be just down the road from the court theatre, etc. Um, not the court theatre, from the Theatre Royal. Theatre Royal, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So there's a couple of question, points I, I want to make. Um, under the umbrella of the Christchurch City Council's climate emergency, and, and first mm. of them, first is in relation to this, why is the council wanting to build or, or, or enabling the construction of another car park building when it says we're in a climate emergency? How does that stack up? Because we entered into an agreement with central government as part of the um, what was called the cost-sharing agreement, is it before I arrived? So this commitment was already made by the council. It is an obligation that we have to provide parking in that area. As you know, the convention centre was designed without um, car park car parking on site, and it was always uh, believed that the car park building that would be built in the performing arts precinct would serve a multiple a number of needs. What happens when you have the consultation and the majority of views expressed through that process are opposed to the sale? Well, it will come back through council and people will consider what the views are. Um, and, you know, I, I mean, I don't think you can prejudge what they might be, whether they're for or against. I think uh, a lot of people will feel like it makes really good sense to have uh, an agreement signed up where somebody else has to um, build and operate a car park building for the next 30 years. So just on that theme of climate emergency, can I just ask how that sits with the Christchurch City Council granting consent for a company to build this massive feedlot, cattle sheds, huge cattle sheds on Banks Peninsula, Te Wahora, Lake Ellesmere, that these sheds are going to cover 28,000 square metres. I mean, the, sure. they're almost as big as the convention centre. How, yeah. how can a council on one hand say we've got a climate emergency and then allow this sort of thing to go ahead? 
Well, we're legally obliged to um, uh, to, to follow the requirements of the um, Resource Management Act. So, in, in preparation for today's uh, discussion, I read the um, Commissioner's report. So, the Council doesn't get a lot of things that it can um, take into account when it's considering this. Uh, we had an independent Commissioner uh, make the decision, so, uh, and he's just gone through every step of the way. Um, it's whether it has visual and landscape effects. So that's got nothing to do with the, the climate issues. Discharge into waterways, that's an ECAN issue, and it does say that there may be ECAN consents required. So um, it is just the way that the law um, requires us to operate in a regulatory sense. Because so council laws have no, no um, say in relation to this matter at no, all. No, which makes it pointless, doesn't it, for councillors and yourself to declare this climate emergency, but then you've got your colleagues in other rooms that are completely separate, allowing these sorts of things to go ahead. No, I think that the climate emergency is very much focused on what we can influence, and there are a number of things that, that of course, the Council uh, can influence, but we were very clear from the get-go that a climate emergency cannot be responded to by the Council alone. It requires central government, but it also requires businesses and it requires residents to be thinking about all of the things that they can do uh, to reduce greenhouse gas emissions. And but obviously the most significant one that we can take care of as a city is transport, and everyone owns that decision. But these cattle sheds, which have been given consent from the company behind them have been given consent, they're going to breach several district plan rules, including those for maximum building footprint, which is supposed to be 300 square metres. The barns and a couple of other buildings around them are going to cover 24,000 square metres. I mean, how can you how can you wash your hands of that? Um, it's not a question of washing hands. We this is this is a restricted discretionary activity under the district plan. That means that we are restricted in how we apply the discretion, which is very very limited. We can look at nuisance, we can look at resources and assets, we can look at land stability, amenity, indigenous biodiversity, natural character and landscape features, building setbacks from internal boundaries, site coverage and building footprint and building reflectivity, intensive farming, significant features in rural amenity landscapes. And that is it. And once the um, commissioner itself, the commissioner himself, makes a decision that the impacts are no more than minor, then he has an obligation to issue the consent would you not, under the would, RMA. Would you not think that the best thing you could do with a climate emergency is change a district plan? We're not allowed to. Why not? You know, I, just, I just really wish that... Um, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I really wish that we could um, explain... Uh, so much more easily. Look, if, if people have an issue with the decision itself, they have to take uh, what is called a judicial review. The courts can review this, the council can't. You could initiate a judicial review, couldn't you? Council no, laws? it's our decision. If the commissioner makes the decision for the council, it's the council's decision. Okay. There's only been one case in, in our history, as I understand, that the Auckland Council um, was able to take a judicial review of its own decision. And you're saying Christchurch can't do that? Well, I don't know whether that would be appropriate, but I understand that council staff 
uh, have been providing advice to those that are interested in exploring this further. Okay, one final thing. I see one of your councillors wants the Christchurch City Council to do away with fines for overdue library items. What's your As view on that? Our neighbours have. So one of my Makariri have yeah. done that. What's, what's yeah. your view on that? Um, I think it's it's good. It's a good idea. Um, they've got a notice of motion on the agenda for Thursday, and uh, what they what that notice of motion calls for is for uh, staff to go away and actually do a detailed report on uh, the costs and benefits of the decision and bring that back to council for a decision. And why do you think it's good yourself? Well, <laughs> from what I read um, it, on uh, online, the uh, in Waimakariri and, and so on, they both had people uh, starting to use the library again. That you know, some people they get a fine, and they never they never go back uh, to the library, um, and so they've increased uh, people using the the facilities. Um, one woman said that she'd forgot to return a book after her husband had died. She paid the fines in that case, but she thought it was a very unforgiving system and um, makes the point that made libraries less accessible to people with complex lives. And, right. and people do. But, um, the, the evidence seems to support this, so I'm looking forward to it. So you'll be voting yes? I'm voting for the report to be um, obtained because I think we need to have a detailed report of what the costs and benefits might be. I mean, once membership's blocked, then a customer can't access anything from the library, nothing online, no books, no nothing. And if they've got kids, and it's the kids that have you know, sort of, um, you know, not, not return the books when they thought they were going to and the fines mount up. Look, I, I, I understand how people get into these difficult situations. Giving people access to literacy, the joy of reading, these are the things that I support. Have a great week and we'll talk next Monday. Thank you. Great, thanks. That's Christchurch Mayor Leanne Delzell.